You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. We've got tacos. We've got titties. And, and we've, we've got, got the sauce you want. Tune in to talk about Creep Mouth. The legend of Creep Mouth. The brotherhood of Cunnilingus experts. Mm. Okay? Mouth fire motherfucking mouth. <laughs> and Iraqi goon Jesus. What, old, right here? No, you're not going to include uh, Iraqi Goon Jesus? Oh, Iraqi Goon Jesus. So like, <laughs> and Zodiac Zombie. Listen to the Titties and Tacos podcast, dropping flash fried episodes every Taco Tuesday on the Detroit is Different podcast network, After Dark. Tune in weekly to the Josh Adams podcast with comedian Josh Adams for all his takes on what happened this week featuring guests in comedy, music, entertainment, and more. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Josh Adams Podcast to hear the jokes and thoughts of Josh Adams. Follow Josh Adams on Instagram at I'm Josh Adams. You're listening to the Cat's Meow Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Welcome to the Cat's Meow. We got Nicole and Joe Black over here. (laughs) And today, we're going to talk about this messy-ass situation with the Supreme Court and Mr. Kavanaugh. 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 So we're going to talk about him today. And, and, you know, this kind of coincides with our women's rights discussions and things of that nature. So how do y'all feel about that? Like, it's so much to say from his facial expression. He has anger issues. He has emotional issues. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, he's the spoiled man. You know, if he would have been a woman reacting like that, <laughs> oh, yeah. he would not have been. No. There would have been no confirmation. Too emotional. No. Too emotional. There would have been no confirmation whatsoever. No. How I feel about it is, this is a reality. Like, this is what happens when people don't vote. This is what happens when people don't pay attention. And this has been a long time coming. This is a revolt. We have this a is, dictator in the We office. do. Yes, we do. We do. And and so, my thing is like, y'all just now angry? If you just now angry in 2018... <laughs> Where the hell have you been? For the last. Forever. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Before we was born. You should have came out the womb, man. For the last 200 years of this country's history. (laughs) You know, so like like, people losing their mind and stuff. And I'm like, you know, uh, I'm angry. But yeah, we got to do something about it. I mean, like. He is going to be making decisions that affect us all. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have the majority also in the Supreme Court now. Yes. And he said, and these that he are was lifetime get, appointments. Yes. And he's and he's only fifty one or something oh, like that. Gosh. And he said that he was going to get everybody back. He said something to that effect. That he was going to get everybody back. Yeah. Ruth, if you're listening, Ruth, hold Bader, on, baby, just hold Gainsbourg, on. Just hold I love on. you. Please stay. 
with us. Do whatever your workout. Just do it like double, t- like every day. Clone like, yourself. Please clone yourself. Oh, yes. Just make about four of y'all. Right. <laughs> Just make four roof RBGs. Like <laughs> notorious RBG. I mean, I it's it's crazy. And and Joe and I talked about this before when even we were talking about the doctor. Right. And her saying that, you know, this happened. And, you know, and, and like I told Joe, I said, I'm not upset. I'm upset because she had to go through this and I'm still upset because of what happened to her, but I'm just pissed off at the way that it's being handled because they're saying, well, yeah, something happened to her, but maybe she just has the wrong person. Now, anytime a woman of color says something, that just didn't happen or it's not that way, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it, it, it's so exhausting and I'm not taking away from what happened to this woman. I think that what happened to her was wrong. I think that all of the things that she had to go through as far as talking about this and rehashing this and bringing this stuff back up and being on national TV and in front of the Senate and all of this and all of these questions. And it was like, yeah, something happened to her, probably because she (laughs) educationally tore a new asshole with her amazing words and the way that she handled herself. Mm -hmm. Because the one lady said, well, how do you know what happened and and I can't repeat what she said but I just sat and I fell back in my seat like huh, got him because she broke it down on some psychological stuff yeah. and all the lady could do was sit there and okay. look at her and you didn't even have a response quit asking people questions you ain't ready for the answer for Bam. she didn't even know if she was telling the truth and what she said she ain't know what the hell she was talking about just looked at her like okay yeah but she I'm ate her <laughs> right but she ate her up but you know um I'm Congratulations to her for even being able to be strong enough to stand up there and do that and be put in, to be put on that platform right. and have to relive all of that and be ridiculed and criticized and everything. But still, as far as when, when we talk about R. Kelly and we talk about all of these other women and women of color that have to go through these things and they are just never believed. It's not even, yeah, that may have happened to you, but you probably have the wrong person. It's just, no, nah, that didn't happen. I or... Know. Or they minimize the experience. I don't understand why it is that the burden of proof (laughs) always seems to have to be on the accuser rather than the accused, especially in cases like this. Especially when you have men who are in powerful positions or, well, that are in powerful powerful positions that have had these type of allegations brought up before them because of older acts or even newer acts. The burden of proof because of that person's influence always seems to fall on the accuser. And because I don't he's understand the, why that is. He's the ideal American boy. I went to this ideal school. American boy I to did, whom? Though? To them. Who's ideal? Them. Trump. Them. Trump. Them. <laughs> Trump. And them. That's part of the problem. It ain't my American ideal American boy. It's, Trump. Trump and them don't even really, truly. If you really look, like statistically. If you look like census wise, Trump and them don't even represent America, period. They don't themselves. Absolutely not. But listen, that is why all of this is happening. White men are becoming extinct. (laughs) They are not going to be the majority anymore as far as the amount of people in America. Even in the world. Because number one is China. Number two, is Africa. Number three, you got all these white women fucking around with black men and having mixed babies. 
Well, that too, Joe. So they're going extinct. Last time worried. it was Nicole. This we time got them running Joe. scared. This time it's Joe. Yes, that too, Joe. We got them running scared. But this is what happens, though. I mean, I mean the the erasure of them is why there is the deportation. That is why there's the lowest immigration into America the the numbers that has ever been reported right now. Mm. It's because like soon Latin X people will be the the voice and the face of America, and I'm so happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like to me, this country was never the people who were in power and. To be honest, the reason why black women are believed is because we are we're seen as unrapeable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been raped all the way from the Middle Passage, all the way throughout the slave slavery, all of that. What the hell did Bette Miller... Was that Bette Miller? Oh, man. Yeah. Women are the N-word of the world. Yeah. Bette, come get Bette No, Miller. I'm sorry. Bette niggas is the niggas of the world. I'm, that's, I'm like, who I'm told sorry. her that shit was okay? I don't know. Somebody come get her. Come get her. I ain't even, when did she put out anything? Last thing I remember was Hocus Pocus or something. No, nah, she been she been on Broadway. What, she she, she needs been to doing stay on Broadway. Broadway. Nah, she see, and that's the problem. Home. People need to stay in their lane. You don't see me on Broadway. I'm doing <laughs> activism or on a speaking on a mic. If you don't know what you talk about, just shut the hell up. And that's what she should have did. Just shut she the hell up. Shouldn't have said that. No, nah, she just needed to not be on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter finger. Yeah, she was, she, it was a Twitter. I'm post. just trying to think of who she sat around and told. <laughs> like, I'm sure you, she you had know, to run that past somebody before right, she. Right, you know how she you sit no with friends. your friends what and about you say ridiculous. You, you, you about to say ridiculous shit and then your no, friend be like, "No, you don't, don't, don't say that." Right, you should put that. Delete up there. that real quick. Erase that. Right, for somebody to see it. She ain't got. She needs. What about is, your friends? She don't have no screeners. All right, T boss. Yeah, she don't have no screeners. I'm it, making sure Nicole ain't about to break out into a routine. It's probably the medicine, I'm sure. What you take? You... Uh, some Sudafed something. Sudafed something. Sudafed something. Sudafed something. But anyways, Bette Miller. I'm sure it wasn't Benadryl. Shut up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. That was, I, I was very offended when I read that. I was like, how are you... Comparing that, I don't even know what to be offended over anymore. I mean, it's just so much going on. It's so much ridiculous. It's so much like, shit going on. George think, Zimmerman around here doing fucking um, painting with a twist of Trayvon dead. The damn cop that killed oh Tamar God. and got another job as a cop. Like y'all didn't. Motherfucker was on TV. They're trying to desensitize us to the ridiculous, so nothing seems ridiculous anymore. I honestly think that's what it is. They're trying to do as much over-the-top shit as possible in the world so that nothing seems over-the-top. So I'm they can just get away with everything. Do, nah, because nah, eventually nah, Next thing you know, they're going to be dragging us out of our houses and just killing us in the streets. Like, like you the know Purge? Yeah, like the Purge. That's that's the, that's what going to be next. No, seriously. seriously I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, it seems like every day shit gets more and more ridiculous and it seems like it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like they are preparing us for the ridiculousness so that nothing seems ridiculous yeah. anymore. Because anytime you can scroll through Facebook and see the crazy shit that we see and not be affected by it like that. Now, right. we here's the thing, we, we might it. be affected, but it's not the way that we should be. It's Oh, that's fucked up. What's, yeah, the, what's the next thing rolling. on my time? Oh, let me put some music on. Right. Yep. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. well, right. you know. I used to tell people when the Hunger Games came out, I'm like, y'all, that could happen for real. Right. That ain't gonna happen. 
<laughs> oh, nigga, this why is the Hunger wouldn't? Games. Nigga, we Damn fighting there. for sandwiches in the streets now. <laughs> right. The fuck? This is Hunger Games. <laughs> right. Even Trump kind of reminds me with the little, you know. That like, man? Yeah. yeah the, and the orange skin. Yeah, the orange skin and everything. Like, yeah. I mean, he's if it does game. go down, like, I want a cool suit, though. He's the game master, for sure. I want, like, about your outfit? I mean, I want to be prepared for battle. Even if she got to kill somebody for food, she got to look good doing it. Come on. <laughs> what did we just say, Joe? Yeah. No, no, no. We ain't going to say that. No, nah, we ain't going to say that. Anyways. But, it's all good. The subject. but but I, I was, it was very, I felt tears in my eyes when I saw um, Dr. Ford speak because you could, you could hear her, like her pain. You could hear her emotion. And, you know, my thing is like, how can you not believe that woman? Like, how can you think that she, I mean, she has nothing to gain. And the most important. Press of part, she said, this is my civic duty. Mm-hmm. That blew me away. Because I'm like, you, I mean, she she has a career. She has a family. She has nothing that, that she can actually, that, that will help propel or push her forward as a person by doing this. Mm-hmm. And she did that for us. And to me is, I also feel that, you know, a lot of the women that were going down there, I know a few that were getting arrested. Now, me personally, I I couldn't do that. Like, I'll be fighting an officer. It, it won't look good. Like, it probably wouldn't have the same effect. But they were, like, by the droves going there. And it was just, like, uh, it was this famous quote by um, Mr. Rogers. And he says, when bad things happen, mm-hmm. don't look at the bad things. Look at the good people that are going. I can't quote it. By quote, but he said, "Look at the good people." That was a good movie, by the way. Oh, oh, Mr. Rogers. Oh my gosh, did you watch Mr. Rogers growing up? No. Oh uh, yeah, growing up, yeah, I did. I didn't see the documentary about him. No, it's a yet. movie. Yeah, yeah I saw no, I didn't, some. I didn't of see it. I didn't see movie. the movie. Check it out. You know, so what I'm trying to do now is look at the the people who are actually like caring, who believe survivors. Because myself as a sexual assault survivor, you know, I never went through the justice system. I didn't even tell people till I was an adult and I was sexually assaulted on campus. Um, and just recently I contacted my rapist. I won't say his name, but I contacted him. And that was one of the most courageous things I think I've ever done. And I didn't want anything from him, but because of all this, you know, and I'm out and I'm, and I'm, I've helped put rapists behind jail to prison, never get out. I've done all that stuff. But I still felt like, you know, other people, I don't know what happened to them who contributed to my trauma, but it didn't matter. And I didn't even care about his response. But I said, you know what? I'm going to take this pain off of me and I'm going to put it where it needs to be. And I'm going to let him know how he affected me a very long time ago when I was 19. And you know what? I feel like hopefully for Dr. Ford, she can have that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully for all the survivors who have came out can have that, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, rape is about power and control. Right. Rapists, a lot of times, are desensitized just like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And they do it like the average uh, rapist has about six to seven victims. Yeah, the rapists are desensitized. <laughs> right. Man, I don't know what happened. We just had a little Calypso break there in the middle right. of us. Very serious conversation. It has thrown everything off now. It is. And I swear so. what we talking about ain't funny, but... 
It's not. But I, yeah, Calypso music was. Yeah. My bad. That was my fault. That's okay. No, that was uh, Beetlejuice, actually. That was from the Beetlejuice no, soundtrack. No, that was on one of them fish movies from no, Disney. That was from the Beetlejuice soundtrack at the end okay. of the movie when they all were dancing at the end of the movie. Oh, Remember? Beetlejuice. I'm thinking about ever since. <clears throat> Beetlejuice. Okay. Beetlejuice. So. So, as I was saying for our break. Yes. Um, society desensitizes all of all of us, but in particular, like the treatment towards women. So a lot of rapists um, are not, I guess, not aware that, you know, what they're doing. Take a deep breath. So you, you think that the rapists are desensitized and why do you think that they're desensitized? I think because of media, our society, the treatment towards women. Mm. Um, Oversexualization. Yes, yes, all of that. Uh, not all men are rapists. Let's put that out there. Mm. I think that um, if a man feels attacked right now, then it says a lot about that man. Because to me, um, there's a small amount of men that actually are doing a lot of the rape. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that we have to hold everyone accountable. And the average one rapist has at least six to seven victims. So, you know, I think a lot of people are like making light of the Me Too movement and saying, oh, they're just trying to, you know, get the man. But it's not that. You know, males are also sexual assault victims. I mean, look at Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. People have been talking about Terry Crews like horrible. And I'm like, he is just as important in this Me Too movement as anybody else. And, you know, my thing is with Kavanaugh, I mean, he is the typical um, college or high school rapist. Like, nobody would suspect him, you know? And that's what happens all the time. It's not like somebody coming out in the bushes Mm -hmm. in a dark alley. It's generally, crimes like that are generally committed by somebody that the victim is familiar with. Right. And then he appears to be oftentimes intimate with. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he appears to be this uh, guy that has it all. So then the question that you hear is, well, why would he have to do it? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to do anything. It's what he chooses to do. Amen. Hey, look, men with money pay for sex all the time. Mm-hmm. And then and some take it as well. Right. You know, because it's a sense of entitlement. But I don't know. It's just it's very disheartening. And then his behavior, you know, to. So one of the senators um, didn't vote for him because of his behavior. And I think that should be discussed, too, because you are somebody who's going to be making laws for the rest of your life or until you decide to retire that affect everybody in this country. And his temperament is foul. Not only is his temperament foul, his attitude about the charges, but especially considering how serious they are, is very dismissive. But let's 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 play the they are dismissive. But let's play the devil's advocate here. If if that man was innocent and someone was accusing him of that and it wasn't true, I'm sure it could be very embarrassing. And, yeah, I'm sure and, it could and, be. and bring forth a lot of emotion. I'm sure it could. But then be. at the same time, his behavior and the way that he answered the questions and everything like that, you are trying to be at the time, he was trying to be a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. There are expectations in your behavior. Mm-hmm. There are expectations as far as 
the way you conduct yourself, mm-hmm. and you have to, or you making, should, you're you making should, life and death decisions. You yeah. should know. You should know how to see. You should know how to handle when something comes across your desk or comes across you that you totally, absolutely do not agree with, and this is the behavior. That's problematic in itself. Mm-hmm. Regardless that if he's innocent or guilty, which I believe that he's guilty, but regardless that if he's innocent or guilty, his behavior right. in this whole situation is foul, <clears throat> and that alone should have dismissed him because I don't trust that you'd be able to have a temperament to make any kind of right. decisions against anything that you do not believe. So if someone comes up to the Supreme Court and it's a, it's a case about sexual assault and this just happened to him, mm-hmm. I don't believe that he's going to make a decision based off the laws that have been put in place or the power to change the laws for the betterment of the country because of his actions. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that's how it would work in an ideal world. But, you know, we all know exactly what or who or yeah, wealth makes the laws in this country. Yeah, I mean, money makes the laws in this country. Really, the man said that birth control is abortion. I, I, <laughs> I was birth control is abortion. Yeah, so yeah. putting a condom on prior control, to me, birth control is abortion. He said that. He like, he believes that the birth control pill. Is abortion like birth control in yeah. any form? Is abortion? I don't know. So taking birth control like, to prevent yourself from getting pregnant is, is an abortion. Is aborting a baby? Yes. It ain't in no his, baby in there. The baby's there. Let me ask you a question. In spirit? Uh, nope. No damn spirit. But let me ask you this: because I just rolled past some folks today. I was in Dearborn. I rolled past some folks who had these abortions. The, the abortion man um, was Planned Parenthood even open today. It was in front of the, the, the Dearborn Courthouse. Oh, it was in front of the... Oh, okay. You know, and I wanted to stop and say, how many of you have actually adopted or fostered a child? Because now, where I don't think abortion should be birth control... No. Maybe that's what he meant to say, because I don't see how... No, I don't, he probably said Birth exactly control is abortion. That don't make sense, though. But these guys is dumb as bricks lately. This is some bullshit. Look at look at Donald Trump. You saw me over here trying to figure that out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chicken before the egg, nigga. Mm -hmm. Nah. Yep. Just stop. Yeah. Forget it. He can't see the forest for the trees. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't. I can't tell nobody what to do with their bodies or whatever. And and whatever it is that you choose to do is is what you choose to do. But this is how I feel. You don't want people to have abortions. They're saying they don't want the kids. Who the fuck's going to take care of them then? Well, that's about that. The whole issue around all of this is get your hands and get your mind, get your thoughts out of people's bedrooms and out of their bodies. Like get your hands out my pocket, nigga. <laughs> like, like you know, everybody keeps saying like, you know, pussies grab back because I mean, our whole our our president. Basically said, grab, grab women by the pussy. You know what's even more fucked up? Mm. What? These motherfuckers got daughters. I know. So you, yeah. What the? What? What well, are you telling your daughters? I think Trump wants to bang his daughter, so you know. Yeah, that's a whole nother. The way he talks about her and looks at her. Well, she looks very uncomfortable. Really creepy. Yeah, a lot of the time. He's really creepy. But one of the uh, to to go back to what you were saying, Sean. I was driving, so I was driving down. It's a street in Detroit called American. Mm. I was driving past American. It's very, 
interesting, the street mm-hmm. and the dilapidated, you know, uh, conditions. But there was this white baby on this board, like billboard, mm-hmm. and it says babies have fingerprints at like five weeks or something like that. And it has, it was like a basically a pro-life. But my thought was, there's not any black, no, it's not any white babies around here. Like, well, like, <laughs> like Nicole and, hates every fucking abortion billboard, pro-life billboard. <laughs> Nicole fucking hates them all. It could be black people. It could be a lesbian black family in on Davidson. <laughs> Joe, she gonna hate it. She gonna find something wrong with it. Like, don't know lesbians even live on Davidson. She gonna find. She gonna find. Hey, you took the census to confirm this, right? She gonna find something. She There's hate them no, all. White babies on Joy Road and American Street. Now, There's no white... white. It might be some poor white babies over I, there. Okay, well, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to survey the land. For My real? whole point. I, I wouldn't are you put an urban developer? Either. I wouldn't put it past you either. <laughs> but this is my thing. I'm trying thing. to get an idea of the demographics of the get arrested going over there uh, knocking on people's doors asking their ethnicity. Y'all got a white baby in this house. <laughs> News to podcast listeners for the cat's meow when Nicole has disappeared for a couple of weeks. It's because she has went up and down. Can y'all get my bail money ready, y'all, please? It's almost Christmas time. She has went around Southwest Detroit asking how many white people are in the streets with a billboard. But this is my thing, though. The same people that put up money for that billboard, could they help the street or could they like? Do something else for the community. Because like, I don't see none of their asses at, right. in these homeless shelters when exactly. Christmas comes to help these babies get Christmas gifts exactly. and, and give right. them some food. That's the ones my whole that they thing. don't want to board it. The ones that don't want to board it. That's what them. I'm like, well, what y'all do when they get here then? Are y'all taking them all in? I'm not saying that it's, you know, people have abortions and they do things for whatever their reasonings are, but right. you're you're bringing lives into the world and these women, it's the women who are saying, I am not able regardless it could be incest it could be right it could be a lot of things and they're saying i cannot handle raising this child and you're going to make her raise the child what in the hell do you think is going to happen to the child what's going to happen because the mother is not able or wanting to take care of the child the father probably isn't either so who's 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 going to have it what's going to happen for pro-lifers adoption is always an option Go but, and adopt. Get the signs down and take no, your ass see, to the agency. But this is the thing, though. See, this is the thing that they forget in that argument. They forget how many kids get left in the system, how many kids actually end up going through the system and aging out of the system, and having the never been go placed, through, and the having shit never they been go placed. Through, and the shit they go through in the Bouncing system. Bouncing in and out of foster homes, being separated from their siblings. Assault. All of that. Yes. All Abuse. Of that. This yes. is the This is the other side of that argument that they never... Talk about when they say, "Well, there's always adoption." And, never, and, it never gets. And discussed. it's not about bettering our our system. It's not about about bettering any of that, you know. And I just it's just it, about not aborting babies, right? There's no plan for anything else. We're, we're going to stop aborting babies, okay? Well, what are you going to do instead he said of that? Aborting. And, and even and <laughs> even financially, for people who need my financial help, you know, if they did have the child, the government is trying to cut out a right. whole lot of things to help. You know, oh, subsidize no, yeah. that income or whatever yeah. it is to, to, to take care so, of the kids. So please, this don't abort great. that baby. But when you have that baby, we're not going to provide you with any way to take care and of it. And we're going to talk shit about we're you. We're going to talk shit about shit. you because you had it. You know we don't want you to want to have it. Trifling anyway. bitch with all these kids. Right. See, and, then, and then they're going to have, 
I don't know if they started this already, but the basket, like the box. Yeah, the box of food. The box of food is that. Is what that already I don't know if they started that. Like they like instead of food stamps, like now they're they, getting a box they, of what? You get a care package. Like yeah, a government. care package. Yeah, isn't that dehumanizing? A box of what? Like food, canned food, like canned food. food. And, you know, like yeah. you know, like the shit that you used to go to get from Focus Hope when you the you pork was younger. and the I was just talking about the, that. the canned pork and the and the, the block cheese. I missed that, that block shit. cheese. Man, that made the best grilled oh cheese sandwiches. God. You had to yeah. cook it for a long time, though. Yeah, you did. You almost, and you, you had to eat it quick. Almost was burnt. You had to, you had to eat it quick because of the drop, like McDonald's oh. cheese. Mm-hmm. Ooh, awesome. And then, but you had to be careful on that first bite because it was all thick and shit, and it was hot, and it just it just stick. Yeah, and then and it kind of stick on your your lips. <laughs> you it, it ain't real cheese, and, and it burnt your. And ass then you gotta up. peel it off your lips. It's like somebody melted plastic and put it on your forehead and shit. And you try to lick it. Well, you gotta bite it. So you go. Right. Yeah. By the time it get cold, it should turn into a solid block again. Like this. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That face was scary, wasn't it? I, I told Florence, um, one of our coworkers, Jojo over there dying. Look. I'm thinking about that grilled cheese sandwich, man. <laughs> now I want a grilled cheese sandwich. I was telling. Me too. Is there any no... food downstairs? I'm really hungry. Ain't nobody got Nigga. no. Let <laughs> shop here. This is a podcast house. <laughs> Shut up. Come in and get a meal. Nobody live in this mug. Don't give her no more tea. You see, she take a while. Yeah, she can't. Give her an can't handle her. Mile. She can't handle her echinacea. I was telling Florence, <laughs> one of our coworkers, <laughs> how you spell that shit, Joe? A E C H. Look at you, like A. <laughs> it's E C H I N. Nasha. E A C H E A. Some shit like that. That ain't it either. Kind of like that. It's on the box downstairs, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it. I just go to Google Voice like Echinacea. Right. <clears throat> oh, you say that pretty. Echinacea. Aww. I think I'm gonna name my the first touch, kid Echinacea. <laughs> I, you know what? That would be a really good name for no, a child. No, <laughs> no. How did I know she was gonna say that? That wouldn't be a good name. No, it wouldn't. You don't think so? No, no, no. Neither would Kavanaugh either, though. Fuck him. Oh, his name was Brett. Even when you say a brat, I, I was a like, good student, and I did this. And how come I, I don't never like nobody named Brett? Because I it was this Brett that I used to you work like Brett with. Brett Farr? I hope he ain't listening to this podcast. <laughs> it was this Brett. It's the dude named Brett that I used to work with back in New York, right? So he should. He was, listen. He was. He don't ass, like you, Brett. No, most Bretts is assholes. Like I only like Brett one Brett. He was just a dick. He was a fucking dick. I met a really sweet Brett. I went to school with him. Oh. That's the only bread I've like, but the rest of them. I ain't I never met a bread. Well, I ain't started having you white friends till enough, I, You don't hang out Nicole. around enough white people. This bread was black. Oh, shit. Oh, really? From where? Detroit? Yeah. Well, see, I know a black guy named Brent, not Brett. Brett? That was his real name? Yeah. Not Brett. Brent. He was, he was an awesome I know a artist. black Brent. And he was an artist. What's his last name? What school did you go to, Cass? Detroit. Detroit Performing Art. No, you ain't gonna probably what Brent Brent Fondren is my boy's name. What up, Brent? You what up, Brent? Shout out to AKA Brent. Deuce. 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 Deuce Deuce. <laughs> I know he don't listen to podcasts. He might. I didn't A lot of people have podcasts now. Yeah. I mean he might actually ours have is the best though. Ours is the best. Ours is better than yours. Look, nah, 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 I, was, nah, nah. I was telling Florence about me and food, right? Because I'm a foodie and everybody oh, that knows God. me knows. Mm. Hell yeah, I eat. She always got something in her mouth. <laughs> yup. It'd be good, too. I'm going to just roll back off of that one. 
<laughs> Anywho. That was the Cardi B <clears throat> tongue you just gave. Anywho. <laughs> so... Joe gonna sit over here and be quiet. Joe, Joe set up like a, a corpse with rigor mortis. <laughs> <laughs> sat and turned his head and looked at the wall like he was ashamed. <laughs> I'm sitting over here looking like Bernie and shit. <laughs> Joe, you look at that damn coffee poster every day. Quit standing. <laughs> I can't help I like Pam Grill. You put that up there, didn't you? Nah. Curry, that's some curry shit, ain't it? That's curry. Curry shit. Man. But look. I was telling Florence about my I'm a foodie. Right. So my grandmother died when I was nine, and I and it, oh, this God. this just hit me when I was talking to Florence because you know Florence like to feed me. So we was talking, and I said we was talking about Focus Hope food, and I said after my grandma died, they used to try to make me eat that pork in the can or the beef in the can. <laughs> I thought it was all the same shit. But my cousin grandma Nita, she's still alive. I need to go see Nita. Nita about ninety something now. Mm-hmm. But Nita used to make rice. Yeah. And she would crack open that damn can and mix the shit with gravy mm-hmm. and set it on gravy the plate. and set it on there. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to eat it. So she said, well, you got, if you don't eat that, you ain't going to eat nothing. So I ain't eat it, right? Went back the next day. Guess what the fuck she had? That same That shit. same damn plate. Yep. And I told Florence, I said, you know what it just done? Though? My grandma spoiled me. I think they was punishing me because my grandma used to give me good food. Aww. Like she used to go shop at Kroger and stuff, you it know. I was used to eating smoked good. pork chops and salmon oh, and well, things yeah. like that, and you know yeah, the butchers. Yeah. And you yeah. gave me Focus Hope silver can food, and I was like, I can't eat that. It's like puppy chow. It did. It wasn't that bad though. Well, I ate it after a couple days of being hungry. I <laughs> <laughs> damn, it's all like that. I, I they put it in the tray. That's what it felt like Because my mother My mother would go to work My mother Or wherever she was Bingo or wherever the hell she was I don't know But uh Your mama she, had a job? Damn, damn. <laughs> Like yeah nigga My mama actually she, Liked to make money mother, No <laughs> I, Surprisingly I enough No No no, nah, nah. I was on welfare for a nah. long, long time. Yeah, I, I know. I'm trying to say, you know, man. Nicole just, man. No. She's just harsh. That's all she I'm saying. She did it. She, you know what? No, I, some, know, I know she has life, life story. Can I say it? <laughs> Let her say it. Sometimes. <laughs> she used to work at American Gear and Axel for a minute. Oh. And then something happened and she took, I don't know what happened. I remember she got a, like a little lump sum and then that was a wrap. Oh, so you never told me about that. Well, I was like really, really little. When my grandmother died, I learned who I think was taking care of me. Oh. It wasn't my mama. Oh. I grew up on welfare. Me too. Yeah. That's why I ate the focus hope be. Yeah, we ate the cheese. It was a long it was a long block of cheese. I ain't like none of that shit. All I I was thinking cheese. Dad, my bad. grandma like, had me sliced it thin enough. It my was, grandma had point. me eating golden French vanilla ice cream. I didn't eat eat. We got the tubs, van- nigga. I ain't getting no Don't tub. It was in a, it was right. They they all got me back. Fucking look at Joe, mad not Joe. We old as hell. Give a fuck. Look at him, <laughs> Joe. You probably I had to a, eat that tub of ice cream. He was probably my bully, of, and it was the tub of Neapolitan too. See, like, this is what black people yeah. are concerned I ain't about. Like that because they had freezer burn quick. We 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 went from talking about Kavanaugh. Oh yeah, 
And yeah. now we talk about welfare cheese. Right. Because that's this is our day to li- this is our day to day life. Trump, though. It's Trump fault. It is Trump. This oh, is this Trump, Trump fault. fault. It's Trump's fault. And the people that voted for him. He got us out here and waiting the for that these. Didn't vote. He got us out here waiting for these old care package boxes. I'm just concerned. So for a woman with five children, right? And she let me that one box of food on. got to be it. What is in that it. box? I don't know. I don't know if they not enough. I, I heard about it a while ago. She just took her glasses off. Man, I'm not about enough. to move. I'm about to just be broke and live out way, 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 way out in the suburbs Check because it. these people with boxes about to come to my house trying to get in my. That's shit. what we. That's what we should do. Like for what? the next podcast. We need to find out what the fuck is in these boxes. I'm scared. What's supposed to be in these boxes? I don't even know if they released them. That's supposed to be. But I'm sure there's information. I'm sure we can find the information. He can't just do that, can he? Uh, apparently he can. He's the president. He, he can text. Oh, I was so text, mad about that text. He can text everybody in the country all at the same time. I was so mad about that My text. My phone been messing now, up ever since, too. Now, as a side note, Yes. I am smart enough to realize that that was not the president personally sending that text. Hey, what if he started texting us every day like he tweet? Like, what up, though? <laughs> and you can't stop it. Right. You just got to read it. You just, you just got to read the text. I was so mad. I was in a counseling session <laughs> with a client, and we just, like, looked at each other. I was so mad. Like, everybody's phones went off at the same time. I was just... I was just Disappointed. This shit like a nightmare. Like, and if you didn't listen to the radio or watch TV that morning, you had no idea what the fuck was going on. Just everybody in the room you were in's phones just going off all at once. I'm, I'm moving that I'm pretty sure somebody, somebody on that day had a heart attack somewhere because they thought the world was getting ready to end. I'm the sure world is ending. Well, I mean, I, yeah. went, I went to Facebook and everybody was tripping, and I'm like, damn, no, nobody watch the news no more, huh? Right. No, they don't. They don't. They, they was don't. fucked up behind that shit. I mean, you gotta. Uh, I've been trying to balance it. Then know? the people that didn't get the text was worried because they didn't get the text. Right. <laughs> I guess I'm Trump like, don't love me. Am I not part of the hundred forty-four thousand or something? This asshole started mass panic attack. Right. But you know the cool thing out of all this, there is a cool thing. What is it? Please tell me what it is. That has brought all of us together. Yeah, we need to get together and live in one house because we're about to be hungry with our damn boxes. I don't know if it's brought all of us together. Well, we still got those outliers. <laughs> well, you're always gonna have them though. But I like I see a lot more people like woke. You know what'll be what'll really, really, really convince me that that awakening is starting to happen hmm. when these ass backwards poor white people get on the bus with us. But they need to be. They need to be. So that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is, is that they have a tendency to vote against their own best interest because they feel like because they have skin color in common, these people actually care about them. I don't know why. <laughs> because that's been the whole basis of the division. It's, it's strictly been based on appearance. So, you know, class absolutely hasn't come into the play. It's starting to become more so. Into the forefront, people are actually starting to talk about it more now. But it, yeah, class is the dividing line. Like every country in the world, it seems, is moving towards like oligocracy. If you like, if you're familiar with systems of government, mm-hmm. every country in the world seems to be moving towards oligocracy, which is a bit a, a government organized around corporations. Mm. Like 
if you look at if you look at even the way that the United States government is set up, sure, the people vote for their representation. We have congressmen, we have senators that are supposed to represent our best interests. But those congressmen and those senators are confronted day in, day out by people who are paid by corporations to lobby on their behalf to get legislation passed, Mm -hmm. which serves them. So you tell me, do we live in a democracy or do we live in an oligocracy? No, we live in a democracy. Seems like an oligocracy to me. But, you know, the thing is, when people have privilege, they don't want to give it up. No, no. You know, I mean, that's what it all is about. Even even disadvantaged people. And see, this is and this is the killer part, because see, this is how they always get us. Every time, every time anything starts to move in a specific direction, you'll always have that one person that used to be part of the crowd that somehow all of a sudden jumps over to this side. Mm -hmm. Even disadvantaged people, when given privilege, do not want to give it up. That's how they get us. So I saw a movie the other day with um I forgot his name. The dude to do the Lincoln commercials. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And uh it was it was a true story. I can't think of the name of it, but it was about him um back during the Civil War. And he kind of broke away and, and kind of went AWOL. Mm-hmm. And because he went AWOL, um you know, the slavery was ending and all of that kind of stuff. Well, they were fighting at the time. But um, they were trying to get him, so they put the, the slave dogs on him. So he had to go into the swamp with um, some of the runaway slaves, right, so that the slave catchers wouldn't get him. Mm-hmm. The government had hired him to find him now because he didn't, he didn't piss them off. And he built, uh, he fought and he got everybody riled up, you know, all of these other people that ran away from the war and things like that. And um, it was this little community that they built, and they went and they took over this this land down in Mississippi. And he ended up uh, marrying this, uh, or or being with this slave. At the time, she was a slave, and they had this child. They took over this land, and they had all of this stuff, right? And so the black and the white people were working together. Why? Because the black people who fled the war, of course, had to bond with somebody, so they bonded with the slaves, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, they they managed a way to get their power together, and then the war ended, you know. They were together before the war ended, and then after the war ended, everybody split. So this brings me back to what I'm saying, and I know I'm long with it. Bear with me. All of these people of color and minorities are coming together now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because we have to. Yeah. My concern is... Say that we accomplish what it is that we accomplish and we, you know, gain some kind of power and, and and all of this. And then when we don't necessarily, quote unquote, need each other anymore. And we no longer have that common enemy. What the fuck's going to happen? <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> The same thing that happens in every disaster movie. It's going when an extraterrestrial it's, it's, force it's, comes to Earth and yeah. yeah, and then they finally leave after we win. And it's 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 gonna is it, is it gonna end like that movie that I saw where <laughs> they ended up coming back and and lynching the black people because they wanted their land too, and these were the same people that they helped get established. So I'm concerned and I wonder because yeah. that happened. Have you all um, heard of uh, Doctor? Joy DeGruy. Yes. Name sounds familiar. Uh, she has a book called Post, uh, Post-Slave Trauma mm-hmm. Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And 
that talks a lot. She talks a lot about things that are hidden in plain sight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been really paying attention to the little nuances that I never did before because everything is so strategic mm -hmm. to keep us, you know, in, in this, this mind place. state that yes. we're in. Yeah. And um, I was just looking and I, and I noticed the difference when living in Detroit and used to live in the suburbs, you know, how it's a separate, like it's the other. Like we can't like touch the people and give them the money, but yet we're contributing to their business. Mm -hmm. There's bars everywhere. Like it, it is meant, this prison to pipeline, it is meant to keep us like not feeling as if we're better or we're good enough. Like look, our Detroit public school, like the water isn't even clean. What are you what are you trying to say about our kids? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And hell, if the water ain't clean there, what about the water we all drinking? I just went about a whole nother case. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I was so damn thirsty Saturday. I said, get your ass up and go to the store. But, I, I ain't drinking out of the tap. <clears throat> me, me and my coworker were talking, and she knows about some family dollars that now have sell wine and liquor in the front. Mm-hmm. You I was know? tripping when I I was tripping when I came back like the first time that I actually saw like cuz it was something I had never seen in Michigan before. I was tripping when I saw that you could actually buy beer in the gas station here now. Mm -hmm. Like cuz when I left here 5 years ago you couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't sell beer and wine in the gas station. <laughs> and and everybody's talking about, you know, Detroit being on the come up, but I, I that's it's downtown thank and you. midtown is coming up. Thank the you. neighborhoods are going to shit. Thank you. Other than the neighborhoods that are being gentrified because you have all the companies that are coming in and gentrifying midtown and downtown, Man. and their employees need to have places to live. When I'm Safe driving places. down the street and I see like, these uh, white people Indian in these Village cars. And, uh, Rosedale Park. Yeah. University. And I see these white people in random places looking at buildings. They done parked on the side of the street and there's some man walking around with a damn piece of paper or a pad or something. Mm -hmm. That's one of Throw a rock or some shit. Like, what you about to go? <laughs> yeah, I was tripping the other day. Like, and I and I understand, like, in me being new or me being re newly returned to the area, I was tripping the other day when I saw like all these white people in pickups driving through the neighborhood over here. What? I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. So I started looking a little closer at the vehicles, and it was the Motor Citizen Brigade. I guess they're a, a part of a. Fiat Chrysler America, it's um, their uh, volunteer arm, apparently. <laughs> apparently, Fiat Chrysler America every year comes into the hood and like does like a bunch of cleanup projects and stuff. And it's just like, when did Fiat Chrysler America start giving a fuck about the hood? Like, mm -hmm. it just like, when did that happen? When and a snake started hissing, he about to bite. Well, that's what I mean by hitting it, playing sight. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we all have to be like more strategic <laughs> about like, Asking those questions. And like, more, what are you doing in my neighborhood? More intentional. More <laughs> and intentional. not so damn friendly. Quit being right. fr People be talking to them. You know what I do. Well, I mean, you could talk to them and be friendly no, and still be inquisitive. Be no, I ain't talking to them and being friendly. I'm know? not going to make them comfortable. No, you, know, you ain't got to make them comfortable. You know I don't do that. Just the fact that you coming over there, you black, and you asking questions is going to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> the way I'm going to come and ask mean. questions is going to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, saw the, I saw like this movie, this TV program, something down the street from my house. And I walked up and I asked, like, who are you? And why are you here? I mean, they were to help the family. But my whole thing is, like, we really have to start realizing that this is ours. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and But the thing about it is, 
not everybody's going to be an enemy, and not everybody is going to come to Detroit. And not, and not everybody that look like you is going to be your friend either. Mm-hmm. Remember that because you got motherfuckers in this hood in the neighborhoods that we live in that look just like us, mm-hmm. that look just like us, that are doing just as much damage as the right. people who are coming right. from outside mm-hmm. of our right, mm-hmm. right. And that's where that intuition, you know, kicks in. Like a lot of people talk about, you know, the bad things about Detroit. But if I wasn't raised in Detroit, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have been through half of the stuff I've been through and still be here. I can guarantee you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, it's a lot of people that I know that come here and visit and stuff like that. Every person talk about how great the city is. Oh my God, I didn't know this. And oh my God, and I ain't know. Yeah, because y'all listen to the news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all let the news tell y'all where not to go and where to go. Why do you think all these people are coming here? It has to be something good. Right. And then, you know, some people, like I look at them, I ain't going to say who they are, but they say stupid shit like the city is destitute. Like, There's I, like, I, like, here. like, I don't live in, I live in a house. <laughs> do it look like I don't live in a house? Does it look like I don't have food and clothes? Am I just the only person in the whole damn city that got a house? <laughs> no. I mean, well, all y'all houses burned up. Well, then where do the people oh, with the houses like, live? Oh. I said, quit looking at the damn TV that show that one little park. They showing you two blocks. And you think the whole city look like that. Or there's, or I love when people, you know, they blame a lack of diversity <sighs> in whatever spaces they have. And they blame it on it's not enough talent or not enough people here in the city of Detroit. You're not looking because you don't want to. Because once oh, you start man. making your companies or your spaces more diverse, you have to be held accountable. I just had that conversation. Somebody was like, I don't know how hard, how hard it'll be. It just seems like it'll be hard. And you telling me you can't find a couple smart black people in the city? <laughs> you don't get the fuck out of the city then. Stupid ass comment. <laughs> I think it'd be hard. Why? How? Why? How? I can go round up by four of them for you right now, just so I'm quick dial real quick. Like, right. what are you saying? Hold on. Let me just send out a few emails. Right. I can get you like four I'm black. I can get you four intelligent black degree professionals in here right now. Send out my damn bat signal. What are you saying? I can get you a couple overqualified motherfuckers if you want. You know, and and as we and they'll look you dead in the face when you say it, and and, and you look at me dead in the face when you say it. Do you not see me? Do you right. not see my black ass? Or am I an exception? Like, what? I'm the token. Like, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. That part. You that know, part. And, and as we move forward in our careers, we are in places sometimes. And, you know, Nicole's an old pro at this shit. And I'm not really. Playing the game. No, Nicole, no Nicole knows how to, you know, maneuver spaces and, 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 you know, so I thought I did very well. And then sometimes I learned that. I didn't so much. Mm. Um, I'm learning. Things happen. But, you know, sometimes, and, and I try to control my face because a lot of times you what I'm thinking. You do have one of those faces that pretty All much, my thoughts just show yeah. up. Because yeah. I'm, I'm looking like, you oh, know. No, nigga, you sound stupid. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? I didn't say that. No, but your face did. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know so, what I think helped me is because, like, I'm really good at cold switching. <laughs> I code switch all the time. And it, it doesn't mean I'm not authentic. It just means that my black girl magic, I could just be a chameleon. You know, mm-hmm. I still get shit accomplished. I still get shit done. But yet, I'm strategically thinking and acting in a way that I know who I'm, who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. 
And I used to just be rah, 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 just angry, but I wasn't getting anything accomplished. And, you know, showing up to the meeting, being an angry black woman, you're not going to, ain't nobody going to hear you. Mm-hmm. They're going to see you and they're going to hear words. They're not going to hear you. So, you know, some people are like, oh, code switching is fake. No, it's not. Like, I'll talk differently on this podcast than I am if I'm doing a presentation oh, or I'm doing a speech. Absolutely. You know, but my thing is that's the gift of being black. You have to know your audience. Yes. Some people can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's just the face. No, you I mean you do a I mean you you doing a good good job. The face is getting better. It, it's getting better. Cause before, I mean, the joke used to be she's like DMX. Mm-hmm. Well now I'm ice cube. Now she's ice cube. Oh, okay. Yeah, so nice, she's kind of... That's an improvement. Yeah, yes. I, I like at least, that. At least she's family friendly now. She is family friendly. Yeah. 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 Used to be a gangster rapper, but family friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was just a straight thug. Like, there's a whole generation of motherfuckers that didn't know you used to rap. Yes, there are. <laughs> that's all I'm trying <laughs> but if, to say. But if they heard it. Yeah. But no, I, you know, I... Because like you said, it's not, it's not going to help. And... I think before for me, like I didn't work for anybody that I had to really give a fuck about what I said. Clearly, I don't much sometimes now because I still <laughs> want my mouth. But it's this is why we had this podcast because it's a way for us to get out what the fuck we need to get out. Like I don't have to censor what I want to say. If you don't like what I'm saying, then don't listen. And hit the stop button. Yes. And walk and away. I think, and I think we cover different areas in different ways. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's at work, when you're dealing with clients, whether you're on the podcast, whether you're in a boardroom, whether you're doing this, whether you're giving a speech, whether you're giving a workshop, it doesn't matter. I think, and I learned a lot of this from you, how to navigate all of those spaces, but still be able to get my message out regardless. Mm-hmm. And still right. be authentic and true to who you are. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Because everybody is not going to be receptive of me giving a workshop. Some of them people, damn sure ain't going to be receptive on this podcast. And that's okay. Because this is for the people who are. Mm -hmm. This is for you. Everything ain't for everybody. My number one. Yeah. That used to be my song. I'll be your groovy baby. Man, Usher fucked up when he made that CD. We about to cut it out. Where we at? Now we singing and... Well, we, done, we done ran the whole gamut this episode. We did. song and dance and series. This has been a variety show. I'm, I'm going to say this. Today. Usher, Usher fucked up when he made Confessions. Because he'll never make another album like that again. It's beautiful. That album, man, that shit had thugs crying. His next album going to be, I ain't got shit to say. He ain't. Not after Confessions. <laughs> his, his next album going to be no snitching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so so, so I just want to say this really quick to anybody who has survived sexual assault or intimate partner violence because October is Domestic Violence Month and National Coming Out Day. Oh yes, and National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, say the tatas. Yes, say the tatas. Go yes. get them exams. Masculines and the lesbians, take your asses to the doctor and get your woman parts checked out. Give Please, a fuck how tough you feel, go get your ass checked Please. out. We need you here. Please. Embrace yourself. Damn it. I just want to say. Me too. Say me too. Yeah. In yeah. other words, she was talking to herself just yeah, as much as she was everybody else. The yeah. You do need to go to the doctor because yeah. we need you here. Oh. Mm-hmm. Two fingers we do. 
We need all of you here. All of us. And to all you survivors of breast cancer, sexual assault, any type of trauma, intimate partner violence, we love you for real. And uh, this episode is dedicated to you and not to Kavanaugh. Fuck him. And I will say that again. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. With everybody dick. <laughs> oh, Sharon. What? You always got to go dark. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> coming out day is coming. Tell your stories. Be proud of who you are and fuck I'm anybody that feels differently. Out. Remember to like. Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.